Hello and welcome to Crossing the 49th, the Cross-Border Tax and Financial Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Hogan, and today we're going to talk about how we catch up our U.S. tax returns uh, while living in Canada. Okay, so here we go. We have a question that I get asked a lot, and what we'll do, we'll put this up on the screen here. The question is, I just realized I'm a U.S. citizen by virtual birth, of birth. I'm currently living in Canada. What are my options for catching up my U.S. income tax returns? Okay, great question. Once again, a question we get all the time. There we go. Okay, so really, um, to the extent that you are a U.S. citizen living in Canada, and and we'll get to this in a little bit, you know, um, assuming that. You didn't know that you needed to catch up your returns, and once you figured out you needed to do that, you you started the process immediately. There 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 is a program in the U.S. called a um, Streamline um, Filing Programs. This program allows you, if you haven't filed U.S. tax returns and you were required, to file um, your U.S. tax returns and your FBAR filings, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, and get caught up without any fear of penalties. So penalties on certain tax return forms, or even and certainly on FBARs, can be quite high. So this program allows you to actually catch up with your U.S. tax returns, get them into the IRS, and then um, hopefully not be assessed any any penalties on on the late returns. So let's take a look at that program here. So if you are eligible for the program, you can file the last three years of 1040s, so 1040 U.S. income tax returns, six years of FBARs, and then there's a a compliance form that you need to file at 14653. We'll get into that. Um, but you need to be eligible for the Streamline program. So in order to be eligible for the Streamline program, you need to um, first be a non-resident of the U.S. So the way they um, the way they assess this is you have to have been out of the U.S. for at least 330 days in the last three years. So if you meet that criteria, you can use the non-resident Streamline program, because um, there's a bunch of other programs. There's the domestic um, streamline program, which relates to individuals living in the US. And the big difference with that program is that program actually has uh, penalties attached to it. So the non-resident program is the program you want to enter if you're in, in Canada. So if you're out of the US for more than 330 days in any of the last three years, so the three years you're filing, um, you'll be eligible. And you'll also need to um, have not been willful in your non-filing. So what does that mean? So the difference between willful and non-willful. So, and this is really a conversation you're going to have to have with, with your professional or whoever is helping you with the streamline, because you really want to, you want to do this assessment, but to the extent that you didn't know you needed to file. And once you figured out you needed to file, you kind of jumped on it and and went ahead with this, uh, with this program, you're likely considered non-willful. So you might be willful if you knew you needed to file for many years and you just chose not to do that, or you had filed in the past and really knew you needed to file and then chose not to continue filing. So um, once again, you have to be a non-resident of the U S so 330 days out of the last um, or any of the last three years, if you're out of the U S for 330, days and then um it has to be a non-willful um non-willful filing so assuming you meet both of those criteria then what you are able to do is you're able to file a um the last three years of u.s tax returns and six years of fbar so what is what does that look like so let's let's go here and what we can do is can show you on 
screen here. So this is the page. So if you just Google non uh, non-resident streamline program, this will bring you to the page uh, on the uh, IRS website. And you can work through all the detail. I mean, we're, we're just talking in very general terms about this program, but this gives you all the detail about the program. Um, here's an example of uh, an FBAR right here. Many of you are familiar with this. And then the compliance form. So let's go back here. And what we can do is kind of outline how this would look. So the way this works is first, you, in order to file any tax return under Streamline, you need to, um, the, the US tax returns have to be late. So um, let's, let's say uh, you're right now, so it's 2022 um, and you haven't filed any tax returns and you're eligible for, uh, for the program. So if you haven't, if you actually didn't file an extension in April, um, or if you were a U.S. citizen in Canada, you would actually have an automatic extension to um, to October. If you didn't file an extension in June, June fifteenth, then your two thousand twenty one U.S. tax return would be late. So that one would um, be eligible for streamline. So essentially, if twenty twenty one was late, so you'd be able to file twenty twenty one. 2020 and 19. So those would be the three years that you would file. So 2019, 2020, and 2001, 1040s. And then you would go back six years for the FBARs. So three years of tax returns, six years of FBARs. Um, you'd complete those, and then you'd complete that form 14653, um, and you'd submit everything together. So, and I'm not going to get into the weeds of how to prepare these 1040s, but of course, you know, you would take your Canadian tax returns, you report your worldwide income on your 1040s to the extent that you paid tax in Canada on that income. Um, if it was only Canadian source income, then you get a credit. I mean, in a lot of cases, when you're filing streamlined returns, you don't, um, you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily paying U.S. tax, but that's not always the case. If you have any U.S. source income, that's, um, that's possible that you would pay U.S. tax. But in that case, you could get a credit on your Canadian return and you might need to adjust your Canadian return. So three years of the last 1040s, um, six years of FBAR. So this is what the FBAR looks like. So you need to report to the Treasury Department all accounts that you have ownership in or signing authority over. So really, that's anything that you have signing authority over um, or that you have ownership on. And those could be joint accounts. You report them on these forms. I'm not going to get into the weeds on how to report FBAR accounts. But essentially, you have your information here, name, uh, birth date address, um, and then you just start going through and listing out your financial accounts. And the way this works, I mean, in most cases, most people, you know, are required to follow FBARs. The way um, you calculate that threshold is if you you add up the highest balance in all your uh, foreign financial accounts, uh, so all your non-U.S. accounts, and if that total exceeds ten thousand for any particular year, you need to file FBARs. Uh, so it might be in some cases you actually you don't hit that threshold, but in most cases people do. So maximum amount. Um, of the account. Now, all these accounts get converted at the year-end rate to US dollars because a lot of these accounts are going to be Canadian. Um, so yeah, so we uh, report accounts owned separately, uh, accounts owned jointly, um, accounts where you have signing authority, but no financial interest. So that might be, you might be, you know, part of a strata or an organization. You have signing account over that um, account, but you don't have any financial interest. You would report it here. And then there's some other consolidated filing that doesn't really uh, apply to most. Um, so six years of FBARs. And then once you have the three years of tax returns completed, six years of FBARs, then you complete the certification form. And on this form, 
relatively straightforward. The years in which you're reporting, uh, you need to attest that you're out of the US for more than 330 uh, days in any one particular year. And then you actually explain the situation um, as you understand it um, about your um, your financial asset, and, and you can read through this. But essentially, they want to get a sense that you know you were non-willful in your um, uh, in your non-compliance. So go ahead and read through this. We're not going to get into the weeds of uh, completing this form, but just just to know, in order to complete a um, uh, and prepare a complete streamlined filing, three years of um, three years of tax returns, six years of FRs, and that form one four six five three, and you know. So we talked about the um, days outside of the U.S. in the last three years, willful versus non-willful. If you find a situation, you really want to sit down and, and talk to a professional about this. If you feel like your non-compliance was willful, or you're on the edge, you really want to talk to somebody because that will change your options. Um, and anybody that goes to the IRS website. You'll see there's a bunch of other options for streamlined programs. There's the domestic streamlined program for individuals living in the US, and that carries a penalty. There's a streamlined program for those that had expatriated that didn't have social insurance numbers, perhaps. Um, that program is interesting because it actually has some tax abatements in there. Um, and then there's some other BDP programs, which are for those that were really willful in their non-compliance. And that's, you know, th those are cases where you really want to get a tax lawyer involved to, uh, to file those. Um, so once again, I, you know, I didn't want to delve in deep to streamline filings. I just, I, we get these questions all the time. So I want to kind of give a general overview of what your options were for um, catching up if you're um, US citizen living in Canada. And this program works, we filed, we filed hundreds of these. This program works great for those living in Canada that are, you know, often accidental Americans or those that didn't realize they needed to file. Um, they can get caught up. Um, and they don't have to go through. I mean, we go back in the day, you know, we used to have to file eight years of tax returns and eight years of FBAR. So three years of tax returns, eight, year, eight years of FBAR, uh, or sorry, six years of FBAR is not bad. And then the compliance form to get fully caught up, and you have to make sure that you continue filing after that. Very, very important. Uh, but once again, just a general overview of the Streamline program. If you have any questions about the Streamline program, please feel free to reach out. Email address here. Um, we have... Um, uh, the Facebook group here, which is great, uh, great community for anybody who wants to ask questions about Americans living in Canada. Um, uh, YouTube page has great videos on um, a bunch of different topics uh, related across border. Um, and for anybody who wants to leave a review, if any, I know we get lots of emails, people thanking about the uh, the webinars and the videos um, and and the articles. Best way to to show your appreciation is just to drop a little Google review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and it would be greatly appreciated. So once again, uh, big thanks for watching. Any questions, just email me and I'll um, be glad to help. If I can't help, I'll, you know, I do my best to try to kind of refer work out to, um, to other professionals. So once again, thanks for watching and we'll see you on the next one.